0: There's an overwhelming amount of financial advice in the news and on social media. Who do you listen to? Are they looking out for what's best for you? How do you tune out the noise? In this podcast, trusted advisors Emily Augusto, CPA, and Amanda Vaught, JD, bring their extensive education and experience to delve into all aspects of personal finance. Emily and Amanda make topics like investing, taxes and financial planning interesting and accessible. And they provide a framework to help you think through the plethora of financial advice and news out there. Are you ready to start making the best personal financial decisions for you? Welcome to Connecting the Dollars with Propel Financial Advisors.
1: Hello, Amanda. Hey, Emily. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. um, Happy belated Earth Day. Yes. On that note, um, Amanda did her second annual Earth Day webinar earlier today, and it focused on ESG and um, green investing, and it was really interesting. So she's going to give a quick overview, and then we will post the actual recording on our show notes. And um, yeah, so you can listen at your, at your leisure.
2: Yeah, go more, I think uh, on the podcast, we'll just do a, just an overview, a quick overview and refer you to the, to the webinar for a more in-depth coverage. But I you know I just, I cover, I mostly covered ESG, which has sort of, um, you know, encompasses a lot of different. Uh, green investing issues it's the one that's most in the news it's the one that gets most attention it's the type of investing that gets the, lo- the most money mm-hmm. um you know the other one is you know div- divestment um which is when say you remove fossil fuels for example from your investment portfolio that can get some attention as well um but usually um ESG gets a lot of the a lot of the
1: attention or the noise um mm-hmm. Lately, Um, yeah. So the you mentioned in the webinar, and we won't go into detail, but the four types of um, green investing, would you say, are traditional approach investment. I want to say that impact investing, and then ESG. So for a lot of background on those, we've done podcasts on them, blog posts, and I think last year's webinar even went a little bit more into it. So we'll link all those.
2: Yeah. Yeah um and so that's that's fine and then in um uh i covered the example of tesla who was in the news in 2022 because the s&p 500 removed them from their esg index um and went through the reasons why they did that um how they approach esg investing in their index um depending on the investment product the way the index is constructed is different um But for that specific one, they compare the companies within the sector relative to each other. So for Tesla, it's considered in the consumer discretionary sector. So they compared it with other companies within that sector and determined that their ESG scores um, were not as strong as some of the other other companies in the sector. So they were they keep the best performing ESG within the sector. So Tesla didn't make the cut, Um, which resulted in a lot of criticism from Elon Musk at the time. And it was a big news story that was, I would say very poorly covered by the media (laughs) because I think a lot of people don't understand what ESG is or what it does. Um, And so that's why I thought it was important to, have this webinar and try to teach people about what it, what it's really about.
1: Yeah. I found it super helpful. I know what ESG is, but I always learn something um, when you kind of go through the details. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: And then I did say at the end, um, in 2023, the S&P 500 is adding Tesla back into their ESG index because every year they, they update it. It's Mm -hmm. it's always changing. Um, And so they haven't published the reasons why yet so if they do before this is published I you know I'll include those in the show notes um, to see what what has changed yeah I'm curious too yeah yeah so um, and then uh, what else I got into performance so then Mm -hmm. ESG performance uh, in 2022 a lot well maybe everything uh, performed horribly right? Except for energy companies. So a lot of um, ESG investment products will include, you know, oil uh, or excuse me, they will exclude oil and gas or fossil fuel companies um, from their investments. So people thought, oh, that means they'll have bad performance. But if you get a pure ESG investment, you know, that doesn't just exclude oil or use a divesting strategy, it just uses an ESG strategy, right? Then it's gonna be different, right? Yeah.
1: So you had showed a slide in the webinar that, um, I think it was a three-year comparison for the S&P 500. So the regular S&P 500 index and then the ESG index and that it outperformed, the S&P, I can't remember by how much, annualized, maybe like just a little bit less than 2%? It was almost one and a half percent, Okay,
2: average, yeah, over the last three years. Yeah. Okay,
1: and that's pretty good considering what the market has been doing in the last three years. Um, and I guess to that point, um, investing in ESG is is outperforming, but how do fees come into play? Are people paying more for that extra per, or extra performance?
2: Yeah, so that's uh that's a great question,
1: right? Because
2: fees are important when we're considering investing. Um, so the example I showed in the webinar that was for the index only. um that outperformance that did not include fees um, okay. because uh, we say you can't invest in an index directly you can invest in an ETF that is based on that index, right? So if um, uh, instead it could have included an ETF that was based on the S&P 500, those fees vary. They're typically not very big. I think Vanguard's is maybe 0.04% or something. Don't quote me, but it's something like that. Very small Um, compared to an ESG index, um, ETFs based on the index that I was showing are, I believe like 0.28% or 28 basis points. Um, so it's, it is a difference, um, and that will impact the performance. So typically, um, I can't say across the board, I have to do a more in-depth study. I probably Morningstar has done it. So even though they have shown that, even with ESG funds typically costing more, either ETFs or mutual funds will cost more than, say, a standard um, equity fund. Even mm-hmm. with that extra fee, they are still having. Um, Morningstar called called it hardy outperformance.
1: Hardy outperformance. Yes, okay.
2: Hardy. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know, uh, it really you know varies depending mm-hmm. on the on the fund. Um, So that's what we do, right, as financial advisors is we have to balance the fees we're paying for things versus performance, risk. We take all of these things into consideration. Um, And so we're not just buying the generic fund for our clients. Um, These are, we're buying things based on like in-depth research, due diligence, interviewing portfolio managers Mm -hmm. um, and staying on top of it. Um, So, you know, I just... when you quote like the average, what happens is different than
1: what you would actually maybe buy for a client. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. Um, And just kind of on that note of saying like, as investment advisors, we invest, we balance, you know, fees with performance. Um, As far as ESG goes, would you as an advisor always ask a client if they wanted to opt in, or would you just choose an ESG fund because you're like, here, the performance is better? What's the best way to handle that?
2: Uh, Well, I think for us, it depends on the client. Everything does, right? Because we tend to individualize it. We don't do generic cookie cutter things and just force people into things. Um, When we do, when we have new clients, that is a question that we ask. Do you want to consider social values investing or ESG or green investing, and then based on the client's answer to that, then we mm-hmm. go from there. Okay. Um, a lot I would say the majority of our clients probably don't have a preference either way, most mm-hmm. of them, you know, say they want performance 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 right sure <laughs> just, sure just whatever you or like whatever you think is best um mm-hmm. and so then as like a discretionary portfolio manager then we will include ESG products for a lot of our clients um
1: yeah it's in the news so much i feel like you can't get away from learning what ESG is and it, it's kind of gotten maybe a negative connotation in some ways um so ESG is just a, it's not, it's not a pejorative word. It's just a descriptor. And so Mm -hmm. maybe some people just either don't fully understand it or I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't,
2: I don't think they do. I mean, that was the survey I quoted towards the end was 85% of people said they didn't know what ESG was. Mm -hmm. Um, And 15% did that's huge numbers who don't even know what that means um and so it's just a lot of times in the news it's becoming shorthand for something that it's not you know it's not um i mean i i you know criticism from the right calls it like woke capitalism Mm -hmm. um that's Really not what it is at the end of the day. It Really, it's about supposed to be about just like a, a methodology for analyzing risk factors, right? right. Non pecuniary risk factors, like going a little bit beyond the financials and looking at the context of your investment. Um,
1: yeah. So you can just, as an investor, maybe you want to think of it as just potentially another way to diversify your portfolio, um, or if you do care about what you're invested in more than performance um just do a quick analysis quick analysis to see you know what you're invested in because some people a lot of people um several years ago were invested in things that maybe they didn't necessarily want to be invested in i know we had a lot of controversy with people being invested in uh what's the philip morris or in oh tobacco tobacco or in firearms and it was just typical that that would that would be part of the portfolio because the performance was there but Mm -hmm. um they didn't necessarily want to be invested with that so it's it's definitely a individual an individual decision but it's something you can always do
2: yeah yeah and uh, yeah, I think it's hard for I think it's hard for people too because a lot of people don't understand investing and the stock market in general, yeah. and then trying to add this other filter of also adding in social values. It's like if you don't understand the investing, how are you going to know how to incorporate the social values on top of that? You know? Yeah. Um. So hopefully, you know, we can provide a little bit of education around it um, and help guide people through those decisions. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe I feel strongly about some like tobacco, but is that an appropriate thing to consider in your investment portfolio? Mm -hmm. Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, Depends on the person. Um, And those are the kind of issues we can help guide people or the kinds of questions we can help guide people through. So yeah.
1: And it's not an all or nothing. Like you don't have to say, I want to do all ESG. Like you can yeah, kind of for sure. work your way into it or out of it. However you see fit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's, that's a good process is if you are interested in doing ESG, what we, I do, um, is just a phase in, you don't mm-hmm. want to switch everything overnight. It's just one thing at a time. Um, see if it works see if you like it see if you're comfortable with it you know other people are more comfortable than others and then and then go from there um and you'll you know once you see that you know maybe your performance is Mm -hmm. still fine like we (laughs) we can't make any promises right but um it can become less you know scary or new or you know so less daunting Yeah, yeah exactly so
1: yeah, and this methodology is only—it's still new on the new side. It's only really been recorded in terms of performance for a few years. So,
2: yeah, depending on the on the fund, some um, there have been investment managers doing ESG investing for for decades. It's mm-hmm. just um, it's just a recent rise in popularity has given rise to new indexes and and new funds operating gotcha. it.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. Even if, you know, you just want to learn a little bit more about it, just so you can understand when the heck is going on in the news and the market. Sometimes um, I recommend Amanda's webinar. She breaks things down very easily and I feel smarter just, <laughs> just listening.
2: There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, I know you're a little on. biased though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a little. Yeah.
2: All right. Okay. Was there anything else we wanted to cover? Um, you know, let's see, I would just say, you know, we did touch on the politics a little bit, the politics. I, I did say it's having a chilling effect on, on offering more ESG, um, type investing in 401k products, but it is the type of investment you can get through, you know, a rollover IRA, a Roth IRA through your brokerage account. Um, that's where we, we work with clients to do those types of investments. And, um, you know, we love to work with people on that. So,
1: yeah. So reach out if you have questions or want any more resources. I know Amanda has done tons of research and can point you in the right direction. So yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. We'll be back, uh, I don't know, in a couple of weeks with some more exciting content for the second half of our season two. Yeah, I know.
2: And we have some listener questions we need to address. So oh, yes. Uh, maybe we should do an episode where it's all listener questions. I don't know. We will be behind oh, yeah. them addressing some of those.
1: That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, dollars.com okay. is where you can find everything and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks, Emily. Bye. Bye.
0: That will do it for this episode of Connecting the Dollars. Nothing discussed in this episode should be considered legal, financial, or tax advice. If you like what you heard, please subscribe for more at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your content. When you do, please give us a rating and a review. To see the links we mentioned in our show, along with other great Propel Financial Advisors content, go to ConnectingTheDollars.com. You can find our past episodes there and subscribe to our newsletter. And if you're still here because you have a general question, you can email us directly at info at connectingthedollars.com. Or if you're interested in working with us, click the schedule a consultation button on our website. Thank you for listening.